So I find a lot of people when I'm listening to a show, sometimes I'll go on social media to see what the concurrent message is. And I find that there are radio talent who use social media purely for promotional reasons. And if I could be so crude as to say, they attempt to use social media to coerce people to turn them on. And I don't think that works. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. Five words, get close to the money. I think this is missing for talent of knowing who the big local clients are and having a relationship with them so they feel good about putting their marketing dollars both on the show and on the radio station. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Steve Reynolds spent most of his career doing morning radio. And when the time came to transition professionally, he made the commitment to help talent stay relevant, real, and entertaining. Steve emphasizes the art of connecting with and entertaining the audience, focusing on what motivates the audience to return to the show each day, and the prep it takes to stay successful. Please check out his complete bio and links in the show notes. Brand with On Demand proudly welcomes Steve Reynolds. Hey, Steve. How about that? I want to start by telling the both of you that I'm angry with the both of you. Very Uh angry. What would we do? Before we get to the Q&A, listen, Uh I am a huge fan of your podcast. Huge fan. Okay. I've listened to so many of these, and I've thought for years, these guys are, maybe one day I'll get invited on this podcast. At night, I'd kneel at the bed and I'd pray to the radio gods. (laughs) I hope I get And here I am. I have arrived, gentlemen. I so respect what you do and what you put out there. And I I will just say before we get to the Q&A, it is a great honor for me to to talk with the both of you, to have so much respect for the both of you for what you do on this podcast. Speechless. (laughs) Mr. That wasn't the goal, David, though. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us more about our eyes, Steve. Yes, but enough about us. What do you think of us? <laughs> Go ahead, Kipper. <laughs> okay, then. So, Steve, you've earned a great track record doing your own morning shows. Now you're coaching. Question, what's one of the first things you look for when connecting with a new show for the first time? Well, you know, I, I don't know that it's just one thing. I mean, we're certainly looking for that um, ethereal it quality that we talk about all the time. I tend tend to evaluate people when I listen to them and when I meet them in three areas. I call it aptitude, attitude, work ethic, right? Okay. Um, And you can't make – some of these assessments you make by instinct and some of these you do by checking people out. And many of them you make these assessments by just getting to know them. Aptitude, do they have something to say? Do they have a take on the topics of the day? Um, are they fun to be around? Uh, I, I can't make an unfunny person funny. You're naturally funny or you're not. I'm looking for these qualities of aptitude that would make them a premier talent in our industry. You look at the premier talent that have either come and gone or are today, and they, they have an aptitude there to do this that turned them into a great personality. What's their attitude? Are they positive people or do they belong to the can't or won't club? You know, we can't do that. This won't work. You know, the, the, the negative folks who can't problem solve in an innovative way, uh, do they have a g- good attitude? And then what's their work ethic? We all have we all came up in the day when, you know, it was the old, you know, do your four, hit the door. You can't do that now. 
mostly because of competition. You got to work at this. You have to be thinking about it. And the, the premier talent I work with have a superior work ethic. And so I, I tend to be evaluating in those three primary areas as I get to know talent. But mostly it's, you know, are you 220 volts of electricity? When I talk to you, do I leave wanting to be around you more? And uh, you either got that or you don't, and um, you can't fake it. Steve, how do you feel about uh, regular benchmark features on a radio show? I mean, are they still relevant? And if so, why? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I do believe in benchmarks. Where I do this is mostly in PPM markets. Um, my old friend and mentor, John Coleman, once asked me many years ago, do you think you could introduce a show through nothing but benchmarks? And our job is so hard, especially I work with afternoon and morning shows, especially in morning. We're trying to wedge our way into the routine of the listener and the potential listener, which is really hard. All three of us have our routines when we wake up, and it's very difficult to break into that. And I find that benchmarks are quite efficient to do a couple of things. Put an entertaining benchmark on at 7.30 in the morning that is unique to that show that they can't get anywhere else, that they can get known for. And we stand our best chance of earning images that were fun and were different, but also we can get habitual to that listener's lifestyle and then maybe they will consume more of it. You know, PPM is, we've heard, and it is true, it's about occasions. And I'm greedy. I worked, uh, CBS asked me to go in many years ago when they had done a reconfiguration of B96 in Chicago. And the show was just emerging in its chemistry. They really didn't know each other, so they couldn't do true personality-driven radio because they didn't know each other. So I said, let's put a lot of really unique, entertaining benchmarks on. Across all of them, we had 25 potential occasions across a broadcast week, and I found that they worked. And a year and a half later, the show was number 118 to 34. I think there was cause and effect with that. And I think we uh, wedged our way into the lifestyle of uh, that listener because of it. And years later, those were the highest rated quarter hours of the show. And that was on purpose. I do believe in benchmarks, diary markets, mm -hmm. of course, it's more about images, but I think they work there as well. I think you can overdo it. And I, one of the goals long term with the show is to slowly take away the features that might not work. It's a little trial and error. The long term goal is to be a personality driven program like Howard Stern, where you don't have to rely on bringing people in because of the entertaining feature, but because of the force of personality. On that note, there's a lot of talk about being an authentic personality. So let me ask you, how do you define authentic and what self-checks can anyone use to make sure that they are? Such a great question, right? One of our great advantages in radio is the intimate environment uh, you know, of what we do. It's just if I'm on the air, it's just me and the person in the car. It's just That's it. That's the relationship. Despite the fact that we know by numbers there's thousands or tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of people listening in any given moment. Authenticity to me is driven through two primary things. One is uh, talent's capacity to be honest with the audience. The audience knows if you're faking it. Their BS meter is very sensitive. And they know whether or not you're being honest with them. And, then it, it, and when that's whether you're talking about yourself or you're talking about the topics of the day. If there's a topic of the day that's top shelf, I mean, I want my talent to be comfortable enough just to be honest with the audience. Yes, there are some topics that we don't touch, right? We leave politics alone. We leave stuff that's incendiary out unless you're a very tenured program. I think authenticity is also driven from vulnerability. How much of your life can you honestly share with the audience to let them in? You look at the relationships that the three of us have that of the people that we're most closest to. 
the people, if I might, that we give our cumin TSL to, the people we say, I want to hang out with you on Friday night. And it's those people who are very honest and very authentic with us and very vulnerable. And it's because they know us and we know them that we form a relationship. Now, the question, Kipper, that you asked that I think is critical is when is it too much about us? And that's about balance. People ask, well, when do I become Kathy Lee Gifford? Um, And I say, well, I think when you talk about yourself and the audience can't see themselves in that conversation, and most importantly, when you talk about yourself and it's no longer entertaining, when those things cease is when the show becomes about you in a fashion that the audience can't connect with. So we are forever doing two things, balancing it and protecting against that image. Well, Stephen, how would you respond to a host or a crew, an entire ensemble of the cast of a show that feels that being authentic really excuses them for, oh, all the stuff like radio fundamentals, the formatics and the recycling and the teasing and everything else? Well, we, we, we never forgive any hosts for not blocking and tackling, right? I mean, you, you have to do all of that stuff. It's, it's critical to the brand and to get people to hang out. And teasing is really important because it gives people a reason to stay or come back. Um, ultimately, we have to identify why listeners turn us on. They come for connection. They come for content. I'm an analogy guy, right? So I'll say to talent, well, why do you go to YouTube? And, you know, I say, you go to YouTube for content, right? You want to learn how to fold the fitted sheet or you want to see the funny dog video or you want to learn how to maybe make a meal. I mean, you go to YouTube for content that doesn't excuse YouTube from the fundamentals and teases and all of that stuff. We must do that. But that in and of itself is not going to generate passion or connection or loyalty. It's the content and the personality that will do that. And the two of them together, formatics and teasing and recycling and brand positioning, the basics, doing that with really great content done in a really story-based, entertaining way is, I think, the great recipe to build a relationship with the audience that will compel them to keep coming back. Shifting gears, one of your many interesting insights is the challenge to use social media for the right reasons. So how do you define right reasons? So I find a lot of people when I'm listening to a show, sometimes I'll go on social media to see what the concurrent message is. And I find that there are radio talent who use social media purely for promotional reasons. And if I could be so crude as to say, they attempt to use social media to coerce people to turn them on. And I don't think that works. I think we have to understand what our show voice is, what's our plot, what images are we attempting to earn, and then do the same thing, be our show voice on social media and earn images, the same images of how fun we are, how authentic we are, how different or innovative we can be that fit the brand, how relatable or relevant our product is. And we have to communicate all of that if listeners decide to consume us on a social media platform. So what I find sometimes is I'll go to social media and they'll tell me, Hey, we're giving tickets out at eight 15. Well, I, you know, I'm, I don't try to sell me on social media, entertain me on social media. I don't think we put enough time into uh, using social media for the same concurrent reason we use the terrestrial product. And there needs to be a match between those two platforms. Our thanks to coach to the stars, Steve Reynolds. What a, what a guy. And our thanks to recent guest Beverly Brannigan from Summit Media for suggesting, Steve. Is there somebody you'd like to hear from? Someone that we should invite as a guest? Maybe it's you. Well, we'd love to hear from you. 
Just email us, show at brandwithondemand.com. Yeah, they can join other notable names like Ross on Radio's Sean Ross, Sherry Lynch from The Bob and Sherry Show, Miami Morning Mainstay Paul Castronovo from Big 105.9, and almost 100 others, all in the previous episodes at brandwithondemand.com. Coming up, Steve Reynolds shares some opportunities that many may find these opportunities hiding in plain sight. North Carolina Radio Station of the Year, I'm Susan King. I'm Michael Hart in the News Talk. Local News for Phoenix, I'm Debbie Young. I'm Ed Highstead. One key difference between traditional radio and other options is local information. Virtual News Center can help. From the Wolf Room Radio News Center, I'm Peter Colleen. In any language, money talks. I'm Jen Austin. When your news budget breaks, Virtual News Center can fix it. Click their ad at brandwidthondemand.com. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brandwood on demand. We are with the coach to the stars, the impresario himself, Steve Reynolds. Steve, we want to ask you, what do you see, if you'll share these, as opportunities that many folks may find hiding in plain sight in their market? Five words. Get close to the money. (laughs) I think this is missing for talent of knowing um, who the big local clients are and having a relationship with them. So they feel good about putting their marketing dollars both on the show and on the radio station. None of us, none of us is indispensable, but that helps every talent if they control the money or have a relationship with it. I think that's hiding in plain sight for talent to know who those clients are and to have a positive relationship with them. So they feel good about putting their money on the radio station. Our thanks for the impresario himself, Steve Reynolds. We'd like you to check out Steve's bios, links, and samples from some of his morning show clients. They're all available in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. As always, thanks to executive producer Cindy Huber. And coming up next, someone who may be rather new to radio, but no stranger to broadcast and definitely knows the secret of network. Network, network, network. It is all about being at the forefront of everybody's mind. From Westwood One, Elena Smith next time. That's a wrap, Kipper. What's cooking? Well, we'll find out in One Minute Martinizing. Find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide. And in the end, the profits you take. Reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. Brandwood on demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brandwood on demand.